Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fused Fitness Formula. It is me and Coach Sarah today, or Coach Sarah and I, or whatever. My grammar is not <laughs> number one. Um, definitely not the best grammar, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so today we're going to talk about something in light of the recent decision that we've made to close our Fused Fitness Jefferson Valley location in um, well, in light of all the COVID pandemic going on. And so we're just going to talk about the difference between living in fear versus finding the opportunity. Because really, with everything going on, there's tons of fear. And of course, you know, it's expected. You can change how you look at things. You have a choice. We have a choice every day. Are we going to look at the opportunity in something or are we going to be driven by fear so that's our topic for today I hope you're ready Sarah I am cool <laughs> um but so to get started here let me just ask you as somebody I mean you own the physical gym for four years you've been through all its sort of like iterations tons of changes how do you feel about this decision So it was a really tough decision at first, obviously, because like you said, it was four years in the making, four years of hard work, of sacrifice, of heartbreak at times. And it's not easy to just be like, okay, this is not like I'm making this decision. And by nature, in the past, I've been a very indecisive person. So it kind of helped me to actually realize the power of being decisive and how empowered I felt in making a decision. Um, But, you know, I definitely, it felt very bittersweet to make that decision because on one end, you know, there's all your hard work, your effort, the people, the connections that you make. And then on the other hand, there's like, there really was uh, kind of like a little bit of a light and just a relief knowing that not going back to this place, there's so much uncertainty right now in the, in -hmm. the world that like, and, and in the fitness industry, like not having to navigate that on such a large scale, like I'm choosing the uncertainty that I'm experiencing by making this choice ultimately. So definitely bittersweet, but also empowering in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I remember when we talked about this, kind of like around the time we, we made the decision, um, we had a conversation about th- this idea of like grieving and how it's sort of like, you know, it's, it's like the end of an era. There's that feeling, like you're saying, where you feel like you're, you're kind of letting people down in a way, especially when it is a community built, you know, through a brick and mortar space. You know, it was like, and, and Fuse was such a, such a sort of like alternate universe and like a safe space for people. Um, do you feel like you have sort of like gone through a little bit of that like grieving process since you, that decision was made? Yeah, definitely. Like a thousand percent. And I think the grieving also came from like, like there, like the denial phase was like that happened and grieving happens in all different ways for everybody. So like just the whole, the different elements of it, I think are the same overall, but like how they happen when they happen, the duration Mm -hmm. for me, it was more of like, um, I'm, I'm a failure. Like at first, if Mm -hmm. I do this, I'm a failure. I'm copping out and I'm finding you know it's like the quote-unquote easy way out even though there was nothing easy about making that decision but still um it was just that whole mentality of being a failure and then there was the I'm gonna let people down moment and 
that moment lasted a long time actually, because being in the space that you just said and pointed out like that community vibe and creating that environment for people, like knowing that they were looking forward to coming back to that and feeling like I was going to take that away from people Mm -hmm. made me feel really disappointed in myself or like heavy for a few minutes, you know, or a few days. Um, just because, totally. you know, like I wanted to be able to provide that to people again, but at the same time, like looking at the future, it was, it, it's not just a, a decision that, okay, when, when we're allowed to come back, which we still don't even know it's six months from now, a year from now. So I thought about that also. And I thought about how we kind of preach to everybody when we're working with them about how they have to put themselves first in order to show up for other people more and more. And that voice kind of like chimed in my head and was like, Hey, if you want to be there for other people, you have to make this decision right now. So it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty powerful. Yeah. It was definitely a, a really powerful, um, powerful experience, honestly, in general. And like, you know, you've experienced it yourself too. And I just know this from knowing you, the whole idea and the concept of growth and a decision like this, like grieving usually leads to growth in some way if you're open-minded to it. So when you experience that loss, because that's essentially what grieving is, like losing one thing, um, you grow from that. You learn how to maybe be more analytical or more perceptive or you just there's definitely a lot of lessons that come from grieving and loss Mm -hmm. yeah and I think you know we all sort of have like anybody listening can relate and and we all have like hopefully not too many like tragedies but big things happening that happen in our lives and and like those are like turning points or pivoting points for us where we sort of have to like decide, okay, is this going to like bring me down to the ground or am I going to use this? You know, is this going to fuel me in some way where I can move forward? I can learn, I can grow. Like, yes, I need to spend some time experiencing it and like letting it happen in some ways. But I think also like the, the kind of like letting go that comes with these types of things. Like I'm thinking personally, like a, an example here would be going through a breakup, right? After a very long-term relationship, it's like, there is a lot of grieving, a lot of sadness that happens in that. But then there's that piece of like, okay, I have actually let something go that's really no longer part of me in a lot of ways or no longer needs to be in that form that it was in my life. And I think it's it's similar with the gym where it's like, okay, this physical space and all the stressors that come with that and so much good with that, but then also so many things that are like, you know, in some ways holding holding you back, right? Holding us back. And being able to come out of that and just sort of, like you're saying, do that growing is, is such a, a really great way to look at it from the start. It's like, yeah, when you're in, in like the thick of things, sometimes it's hard to see that. But if you can sort of experience what you're experiencing, knowing that you're going to be better for it in the end, like that, that can be such a, such a helpful thing to keep in mind. Yeah, definitely. Especially like, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, like when you start to experience it and it's so uncomfortable and you just want it to be over, like you just count the days down so you don't feel that way anymore. And then all of a sudden that day comes and not only do you not feel that way anymore, you actually don't even realize that like all that time passed or whatever it is, like you just, you totally, totally evolve and you become 
literally, it sounds so cheesy, but it's just a better version of yourself for going through that experience, for going through the pain, the hurt, the loss, and just the growth at the other side. You know, for the longest time, I literally avoided any situation that would cause me some sort of pain, usually emotional pain, because Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to deal with it. And instead, I just kind of like stepped into it this time. And even though it was a really tough decision, and even though there was definitely a grieving process involved, I just feel so much more empowered by it. Like I know, like you mentioned uh, a breakup, right? Like how much more empowered you feel when you realize that you can get through that emotional pain and shed the things that were once holding you back, which was so well said. Mm-hmm. And you come out of it like so much better equipped to be able to go through that again or, you know, just deal with hardship in general, um, regardless. You know, I feel like part of that, part of the things that both of us personally have experienced and also you with the gym as well, like that, all those things that have happened in your like, you know, 27, 28, 29 years of life, like that, that has, that's like given you the armor to be able to go through this. And you use the exact word that I would would love to use for this you said evolve like evolution I think a lot of people look at it and like you know we got a lot of messages from people saying like I'm so sorry to hear that like you know I wish there was something I could do and like totally understand that perspective and like we're very appreciative of people saying things like that but like you said when you started at the beginning of this conversation like it was a choice you know there was intention behind it like could we have reopened and seen what happened yeah you know like roll the dice and and try to like you know make things work Absolutely. But you, you made the decision. It was intentional. And this is, it's an evolution, right? It's not, it's not quitting. It's not failing. It's not being like, peace, I'm out. Like I'm done with this. It's, it's no, it's, it's evolving, you know, into the next, the next thing. Yeah. And that goes back to like, just the whole mentality of in your, yeah, like those messages, exactly. Very appreciative and very heartfelt, but it's nothing to be sorry about because at the end of the day, like it was a choice and don't be sorry that I had the ability to make a choice. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for like, I get the, the whole, I'm sorry mentality. And I understand why people say that, but I'm actually very mindful now when I talk to people and they tell me about a loss they're going through, even, even when someone tells me that they lost a person, I'm very mindful about saying I'm sorry because while I am sorry for that person and for the pain and the, the, what they're experiencing, you know, whether or not they, there's going to be a a point when they either learn and grow and evolve from it, or they kind of just stay in that like state. And you see uh, most people know at least someone in their life that, or if they don't know them personally, they know of somebody who has experienced some sort of trauma and has held on to it. And how that person has literally stayed stuck versus somebody who has used that to propel them forward and inspire or whatever. So it's a, it's a tough thing in the beginning, but there's always something beautiful that comes out of it. And it just goes back to the whole conversation in general of having the mindset of opportunity versus fear. So not fearing the tough things, but instead embracing them as opportunities and stepping into it versus running away from it you know, whether you make that decision or not, because I know, like you said, like on a personal level for both of us experiencing a loss, a physical loss of somebody close to us, Mm -hmm. um, that's a lesson that you learn in that. Like you either, you can either use that to propel you forward or you can use it to stay 
behind with fear. Absolutely. I mean, you have a great story with, with CJ. Why don't you share that? Because that honestly led you to make a decision that changed your life and what the path that you took. Yeah, totally. I, so I, CJ was one of my best friends, um, who I lost to suicide a few years ago and totally unexpected, you know, as is the case a lot of times. Um, and at the time I was in a job that I did not like, and I was growing like super resentful of, I was not liking the person I was becoming. Um, but it was sort of like the logical step for me to be in that job. You know, I was like, okay, I, I was working for the County. Um, you know, I was set for life with a job, interns, all that stuff. And like, it was very secure, but I would wake up every morning and I was, I was like low key miserable, you know? And, And at the time, like I had training, I had the gym, like just working out was like kind of my, my happiest place. Um, and I lost him in June of, of the year he died. And I immediately decided to quit my job. Like, like I, I could kind of just like float on, like just maintaining, like I was not happy, but I, I know that I would still be in that job if not for this loss, which is, I think when I say that, I feel a little bit of guilt because, okay, like somebody, a young person had to like lose their life for me to be able to make the decision. Like, I think I have a little bit of that still in my mind from that, but I chose to like say, okay, life is too short. You know, somebody that I thought was okay. Somebody that, you know, to on the outside had like everything, you know, he, he was very successful. Um, you know, to somebody who didn't know him, you, you wouldn't know like the, the, the pain that he was experiencing. And, and I didn't even know, you know? Um, and I said to myself, like, there's no way I can like continue down this path where I just feel absolutely horrible. Um, and I quit my job. I became a trainer and then, you know, some time went by long story short, we met each other and I, I started working for Fuse and that like that it was the most life-changing and best decision I've ever made in my entire life to take that step but it was it was really scary you know like I think there was a lot of fear number one fear of judgment of other people because Mm. I I spent four years at a liberal arts school I'm still paying student loans I was using that degree in my job and now I like ditch it to you know get a trainer sir and 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 do that but but it was what I this is what I love like this is what like makes me want to breathe you know what I mean like I, I can finally do something where I'm happy you know, we're, we're changing people's lives or working with people. We're enjoying what we do. And like, it, it really took having that breaking point of, of losing, like literally just losing somebody very, very special to me to say, to, to wake up and just be like, what, what am I doing? And I think, you know, so, so many people are in a similar position and, you know, God forbid they should lose somebody. But, you know, I, I think sometimes it takes like that kind of wake up call for us to actually make a change. And we talk about this with clients and like, you know, when people want to change their lifestyle, their, they want to be healthier. Sometimes it's because like they're reaching a breaking point, you know, something happened where they're finally like, okay, I'm ready to make a change. And, you know, if I could give anybody advice on any of this and like, I know I'm only 27 years old. It's like, don't wait, like, don't wait until you're miserable. Don't wait until something bad happens. Like, if you're feeling like you should make a change. And I felt that feeling for three years. Like, don't get me wrong. It was in the back of my mind. Like, this is not right for me. Like, you know what I mean? This is just not correct. This is not aligned, but I'm doing it because it's sort of like what the world is telling me to do. And like, I think so many of us, 
you, you need to jump before you think you're ready or before something something really intense happens because like your life is only so long why why do you want to be unhappy yeah you know? why wait exactly yeah if not exactly. now then when like and, and that's something we pose to people all the time if not now then when and mm-hmm. also what's the alternative like that goes back to choosing your uncertainty you know are you gonna like you had a job that was secure but you didn't feel fulfilled versus like taking a leap and saying like that just didn't feel right to me you know mm-hmm. and, and I, go ahead yeah no I'm, I'm just just want to say like I think a lot of times we're we're like not listening to that little voice like I remember when I was really young my mom taught me I don't know, like instinct, whatever it is. But she was like, you know, if, if you ever like hear that little voice talking to you, like, you know, when you're in danger, whatever, like whatever moms say to their kids. But like, I, I had that little voice, like it was so, and it got really loud and like, I just ignored it, you know? Um, like we, we need to be like, number one, like paying attention to how we're feeling, you know, not just going through the motions, but then also being able to say like, yeah, this is scary. Like the, all the fear that comes with a decision like that or whatever type of decision it is, you know, like closing a gym, like whatever, quitting your job, anything like the opportunity that's there is so it's going to be so fulfilling. Like, and it's so much more powerful than the fear. Like the fear, fear is not a bad thing, right? Sometimes it's like something that's pointing us in the right direction. When you feel fear, like maybe it is telling you like, that's what you should be doing, right? Like you're, you're kind of just sitting still. Um, and to understand that, that fear looking at opportunity instead of fear Um, but then also looking at the fear, like as the literal opportunity, you know, that's sort of like almost a signal to you, like you maybe should move in that direction. Yeah. That's so on point, like so on point. Mm -hmm. And I I think it just, it's really important to like, to, to recognize that, like, what kind of fear is this? Is this like fear literally for like my well being, or is it fear because I'm nervous of the outcome, but it just, it, it's something I want to do, but I'm afraid of the outcome versus like, this is actually going to protect me because that's what we're wired for. We're wired for from like, you know, thousands and millions of years ago, we're wired for that Mm -hmm. for protection. But at the same time, it's, it's more like this is scary because it's something that's going to be exhilarating in the same, the same breath, you know, and (laughs) being able to identify what, where that fear comes from and what that fear is and also, you know, what, what we're feeling in terms of, like you said, the whole judgment thing, that's a defense mechanism. Like when you said you were worried about judgment for me, my fear was that I was going to let people down, but that's my defense is saying like, don't do it because you're going to let people down. So at what point am I going to make this decision for me versus for other people? And that's so important too. Absolutely. And I think so often like that, that fear mindset is really, it's running the scenarios of like the worst thing, like the worst that could happen in your mind. Right. So you, you start thinking about everything that's like all the fallout that's going to happen from say like a big decision like this, but like, we're so often not thinking of like, well, what's the best that can happen? You know, like what, what is like, what's the, how much can I grow from this? Like, what are all the the new experiences I can have all the new things I can do all the, you know, people I can help all the, all the impact I can make if I do make this decision, you know, it's like, I think that idea of being able to let the stuff that the, the fear worst case scenario, this is everything bad that's coming out of it, like letting that go and letting it be because like, yeah, there's always going to be bad shit that happens. Like nothing is perfect. There are always consequences no matter what we do, 
But when you look at that side of like, okay, here's everything that's to come. Like, that's exciting. You know, it's motivating. It's, it's fun. It like, it can bring you joy to think about that. So like, I would encourage people to really start thinking about like all the great that can come out of things. Like, ask yourself, like, what, what's the best thing that can happen? What's the best thing that could come from this? Instead of like, here's all the shit that I'm going to sit in. Yeah, I think that's really smart. Because that's, that's a good tactic of like, you can play the what if game. Uh, You can play the what if game in the opposite direction of, well, what if this does work out the way that it could and I do reach my max potential or what if this does give me even more opportunities or, hey, like, what if I'm just not miserable every day? Like, maybe I'm not making the same amount of money or maybe, you know, I am breaking up with a long term partner for, you know, however many years, but who can I become like just reframing and asking yourself the exact opposite, those like negative what ifs that keep us in the fear state versus mm-hmm. like what, what good can come of this? Like, what are the benefits? What are the positives? Those are important too, because when the going gets tough and just like you said, there's always going to be resistance in anything that we do. Those are the things that we go back to. Like, and usually nine out of 10 times we still feel better just making that decision than we do. And just staying in that like hamster wheel. Absolutely. And I think even, um, and I think you touched on this before a little bit, like you're, you kind of like allow that fear. So even though I'm saying like, you know, let the, all the bad stuff go and concentrate on, you know, like what, what's the best thing that could happen here. I think like, if you actually do think about, okay, what's the worst that could happen? Like, if it's not anything that you're not willing to go through, right? Like, like, are you going to physically like die? Or like, are you, is something terrible going to happen to your family? Like think like really think through the consequences, like, if, if those are all things that you can live with, then, then you should be making that decision in favor of, of change. You know, like you're, you can literally walk through all the worst outcomes. You can say, this is what's going to happen. Like, maybe I'll be judged by other people. Maybe I will have less money in the interim, but like, you know, I have, I have support for my loved ones. I have, like, I can make it work. Like, yeah, it's not ideal. You know, when I made the decision to quit my job, it was like, I wasn't financially independent for a while. Um, and like, that sucks. Obviously you kind of feel like, shitty about yourself um you know I like felt judgment from certain people in my life because I decided to leave this you know very altruistic whatever job but like that's the worst if if the worst that's gonna happen to me is that I need to lean on other people for help for a while and I need to just like deal with other people's judgment and my own judgment like I can live with that right I'd rather not wake up miserable every morning so ask yourself really like what's the worst and what's the best and like most of the time you probably know, you know what the right decision is, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's more of like a, you, you did know all along too. You just need to hype yourself up. Like you need to be your own hype person. And like you said, like if you're, if you're fearful about judgments from other people, that's just a defense mechanism, but also don't, don't look to those other people because those people don't have your best interests at mind if they're judging you, right? Like judgments are usually typically just a projection. So maybe they're, um, you know, projecting their desire to, that they wish that they kind of pursued something that they didn't feel would be maybe financially secure or secure in a long-term position or well, I'm just using jobs as an example, but you know right. what I mean? Just like that projection element or like you said, it's, it was like in the next step for you was to find a job that was secure with a pension in the County. And like, you know, that's what's expected with, with society, but if you allow other people's judgment and outside input to control your decisions, then you're taking the power away from yourself. And 
something that you said before too is just like letting go um like that's what keeps sticking out to me letting go like making the decision to close the gym was letting go to this attachment of what I saw the gym as like I'm Alina I am the founder of Fuse Fitness I am Fuse Fitness and it's Mm -hmm. like no, you're Alina and you are the founder of Fuse Fitness. And those are two separate buckets and one does not define the other one. So it was really like a very big learning experience for me, realizing that I had an attachment to my identity, which was this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I own. And releasing that and being like, yeah, you know, you our person, this is your energy. This is the energy that you bring to whatever it is that you do, which is so different. Yes. Oh my God. I love that you said that. That is so true. And how many times does that happen? Like you go through your life phases, you know, you like you're a student for a while and and then you're not, and you're like, okay, what am I now? And then you're, you know, maybe you become a mom or a parent and like you, what part of you, like you attach your worth to your, what you do. And that becomes your identity, just like you're saying. Yeah. And I I feel like that's what makes that's part of what makes change so hard is that you begin to identify exactly like you said with the things you do, but like, who, like who you be is so much more important. Yeah. You know? I love or it's that. different. I should say it's different, but it's, it's like, you need to be just like you're saying, be able to separate those things. 100%. No, I love you saying like who you be. Cause it's so true. Cause it's, it's who it's, yeah, it is. It's more important. I think like it's who you are in your essence. Like you can't like, Think about the characteristics of something. Like you said, a mom for you, long-term relationship, breakup, partner, like Mm -hmm. that relationship, who you were in that relationship and that relationship to you, like identifying with that versus just being like, this is who I am. These are my characteristics. This is my person. And this is what my person is bringing to another person. Or this is what my, yeah, this is what my person is bringing to another person. Because even if it's in a work, in a work relationship, like, as a person, this is who I am, my essence, my values, my characteristics, and this is what I'm bringing to the work environment that I'm in versus like, this is a place that I'm attaching myself to or a title. So yes. different. And like you said, just shedding those layers, like letting go of, of not just um, the situation, but also who you identify as. It's, it's so true. And I think when what we do, you know, and, and I think like for both of us, at least like we, what we do, like what we do is, is it's aligned with who we are. Like it, it's a good match and we, we love what we do. I think it's so important to be able to separate those. But I also think if you're not like, like I wasn't aligned or I wasn't, I don't think I was well matched to the work that I was doing. Right. Like, I feel like that suffocated who I am. Like what I do was just like pressing, you know, repressing basically who I am. Like my personality, my personality did not come out in my work. My creativity was not able to really come out in what I did. And I feel like I couldn't serve people as well as I do now, because now I feel like I can, for lack of a better term, be myself, you know, and like live my truth, honestly. And, and, and I feel like most, like so many of us are, are either like in some sort of journey to be able to be that way, or we're in something that's like kind of wrong for us. And, and it's important to be thinking about like, all right, all right, like is, is, are there changes I can make for me to be able to like kind of live more authentically? you know yeah I love that that's so good like again nail on the head just um it's so true like if you're repressing who you are you feel that and not just in your workspace you feel it everywhere because then you just start living that becomes your truth like repressing Mm -hmm. yourself then becomes your truth versus being authentic and being yourself and 
finding a a position that allows you to really just be who you want to be all the time. And there's, it's always out there. And that's, that goes back to the whole opportunity versus fear mindset. If you live in opportunity and you look at every situation or every interaction as an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for knowledge, an opportunity to connect with somebody versus like, I'm worried about how that person's going to think of me. I'm worried about doing this because that could mean the security of my job. I'm worried about, um, you know, doing this because my boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, partner, whatever will look at me differently. Then are you really truly who you want to be? And then at what point do you lose yourself or do you just like evolve into your true essence? Yeah, absolutely. It's good stuff. And that's why it's so important to follow opportunity versus fear. And it's really honestly, just like you said, like the what ifs, the questions, reframing, it's all about, it's all about just perspective and, and consistently reminding ourselves of the best perspective because from moment to moment in a split second, we could have a very empowering thought and the next thought be utter fear that's trying to keep us safe and help us stay small because that's what we know Mm -hmm. versus just, you know, experiencing the hard stuff that's going to make us into who we really are truly meant to be. Um, And, you know, just having that, being ready to challenge yourself with the right questions every moment and being really patient with it because it's not something that comes easily in terms of like, like I, you know, after making that decision, there have been so many moments where I go back to that fear state and I question my decision if it was the right one or, you know, moving forward, am I doing the right thing? But that's just part of it. Like you said, the resistance. So it's important to remember that it takes time. Absolutely. It does take time. And I have like one small thing that like people can actually do. If you feel like you are in something like this, like where maybe you're making a decision or you're just having different feelings, like, I think it's really powerful to when you are having, like you just said, those, those thoughts, like those fearful thoughts that creep in, um, you know, maybe you're feeling really good about something and then something like pops into your head or you start feeling anxious about it. Like a really great thing that you can do is like write down those fears. Like once you put them on paper, you can look at them. Number one, you can see that they're actually not that bad, probably. Um, number two, like you're, you're kind of like giving them a name and a face. And like once you can be more familiar with something, like what is fear? Fear is the unknown right? Everything we're afraid of is because we don't know how it's going to turn out, right? Like it could go really wrong or something bad could happen. If you put it down on paper, like you're almost acting as if like, maybe it's already happened or something and and you're still alive and you're still fine. You know, like, like put it down, even the good thoughts, right? Put down the good stuff too. Cause then you can look back at those and say, Hey, I had this really great idea. I had this really awesome thought where I was thinking about like how great I could be like, write that shit down. I'm not saying you need to spend an hour journaling, but like do a little bit of writing down when you have these thoughts and you can go back to them. And like, it's actually pretty cool to look back and be like, Hey, like this was causing me stress like a month ago, but now I'm past it. Mm. And you, you can mark your own progress that way. I love that. I think that's so dope. Like just identifying the fear and identifying even like where you feel it in your body, you're putting a face yes. to the name. And like, once you do that, it becomes less scary. And you, that's so true. Fear is just, the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. Being anxious is just like what we are unable to control and anticipate. And if we're able to write it down and identify it, then it just makes it more, almost more controllable in a way. And it kind of diminishes that fear. So I think that's a great tip. Thanks, Sarah. 
Absolutely. Good stuff. I love it. And I love it. The, I think the most important thing or not the most important thing, but one of the most important things is having a good group of people around you. Like I know this decision for me would have been way more challenging without having someone like you in my corner too. Who's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm down for whatever I'm down for the opportunity. I'm down for the growth instead of, um, you know, a fearful mindset of like, are you sure you want to do that? Well, you know, posing the what ifs. I always think it's great to have someone that challenges you. And at the same time, having the people in your, in your corner that support you too, though. Absolutely. That is huge. Uh, yeah. So we are going to be podcasting about mindset stuff, about nutrition, about fitness, training, all of the above. And if there's something that you want to hear about in particular, please let us know. We would love to talk about it and have some topics to discuss and, Thank you guys for tuning in today and listening. Thank you, Sarah, for all your amazing input and for being real with us. It's been a good time. Thanks, girl.